Uh-oh. Yeah, I've been dropped now twice, and and also my uh my sound instead of moving all around is pinged at max, so that's great. Thanks, Skype. I don't know that I can control this recording level, so my voice is just going to get louder over the course of the time as I pull the volume up and down. Is it adjusting in um in audacity? audacity. Oh my yep. god, mine did that for a while, and I don't remember how I fixed it. Not right offhand. I wonder if I could fix it by closing both Skype and Audacity and opening Audacity first. Yeah, let's um, try it. Why not? We got but that, ne- that necessitates a start over. Okay, let's start over. It's fine. That's fine. We Were Gamers, episode 117, where Microsoft... Kills the pod. They're trying. <laughs> Technical difficulties galore. Oh my goodness. Sorry, fam. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, it wouldn't be we were gamers if you know every ten episodes or so someone else changed something that caused us to lose half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I man, wow. Skype is a really bad product, you guys. I would recommend no one ever use it in any circumstance. Turns Which out. is a, a shame because it used to be so good, like you know, one update ago. It was stable or, anyway. <laughs> yeah, workable. at least it was. At least it was the same every time. Sure. And uh, the forced update, you know, wonderful. Thank you for that, Mike. Row soft. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're back. There's JJ. Hello. There's Michael. Hey guys. I'm Andrew. Uh, we're, we're on a podcast about video games sometimes. Other times we play less video games than we hope to in a week and we have other stuff to talk about. You know, things we see in the news, other stuff we did, or, um, news that breaks immediately after we release this cool special episode. Uh, if you guys didn't catch it, we released our second in a sub-series on this pod, the subspace transmissions of Star Trek, which are kind of fun. Yeah, we had a good time recording that one. Uh, there's sure. more of those coming in the near future, I'm sure. Well, tr- at least monthly, probably. And um, we put out this whole thing on the news and the Jean-Luc Picard news, which I'm assuming Michael is also excited about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You were there in spirit with us. We knew. Uh, and of course, we mentioned the movies were coming, but we didn't know much about them. We found out minutes after that podcast went up, JJ, both Chris's have decided not to work with um, Paramount or whoever on this. It sounds like both Chris's are in contract disputes uh, over both Chris Hemsworth, who you may remember was briefly in the last movie, uh, and Chris Pine, who is featured heavily <laughs> in all those movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that. I sort of feel like you don't got a lot of choices with Chris Pine. Maybe you don't need to have Chris Hemsworth in it also. Uh, but- I believe one uh, article I mentioned was that the entire story hinged on Chris Pine meeting Chris Hemsworth in some sort of time warp. Um, So that was the original story. Not going to say that I believe that it would have been good or anything. But, but kind of hard to do without both characters. Kind of like seems like they we, you've built this whole Kelvin timeline where Kirk's dad died. And then the fourth movie, we're going to not only have wiped out the previous Prime Universe be- with our three movies, but now we're going to wipe out the Kelvin universe. I don't I don't know. That's weird. Plan- My money's on planetary slingshot. Well, <laughs> this is the only way to time travel in Star Trek, so... Go back to Star Trek Four: Save the Whales, but this time in the <laughs> Kelvin timeline. It'd be pretty legit if they were like trying to use the footage from the other one, and you've got like Chris Pine and them in the background shadowing Kirk. Oh my <laughs> gosh, they do like a trouble with tribbles, but the new one—that'd be really good. I would be for that if it was only the- if it was like, oh, we found out how Chekhov like got away, you know? Sure, yeah. The Star people- Trek Back to the Future Four. Yeah, basically. Okay. I could be brought on board with this. Hopefully they work through their contract thing because I'd hate to see a series go just because of money. But yeah. my guess is that those Star Trek movies don't make the um, 
Thor money that Chris Hemsworth is used to, probably. <laughs> Which, from what I read, is part of the problem. Yeah, I was right. going to say, I'm sure that that's exactly the reason there's a dispute. Yep. The last movie did not do nearly as well as Paramount hoped, and so now they're trying to stretch those dollars. Gotta do what you gotta do if you want to make your movie. You know, I wouldn't be sad if the only one that comes is a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek. That idea is interesting and also terrifying. (laughs) That describes a lot of Tarantino's work. Yes. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Christoph Waltz and Sam Jackson on the bridge of the Enterprise. (laughs) No, that's not the part that I'm terrified of. It's the rest of the script. (laughs) (laughs) It would be the most cursing you've ever seen in the Star Trek universe. Absolutely it would, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd make Sam Jackson a Klingon, though. Doesn't mean he's not going to be on the bridge of the Enterprise. True, true. He could be Worf. You'd have Christoph Waltz as some really crazy, insane alien that you haven't heard of before. Sure. Who's just chill all the time. Sam Jackson as Worf, you guys. What would Michael Dorn say? <laughs> Probably go go get him. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Be interesting to see where that one falls if it ever gets made. But uh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, moving on from the Star Trek subspace sub transmissions, we'll we'll talk more about that in the future. I'm sure. Um, how was everyone's weekend? We always check in on a Monday, so it's great to hear what everybody got up to. We had some fun times this weekend. We uh, we went to the fair. Ah, is Ooh. okay. Is the fair for you about rides or about food? Because those are the only two things or reasons you would go to the fair. It is definitely about the food. Okay, so is this the uh, the food and beverage minute? Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Sweet. We didn't. Uh, we didn't hit anything super adventurous food wise this year. Um, having gone several years in a row, there are a couple of things that we're always craving and so this year we just sort of indulge some of the old favorites what are the old favorites though um for the wife it is always the half pineapple that is full of shrimp and rice yum and then for me yep i hit up one of the one of the barbecue stalls and got some ribs yeah but what fried thing though uh we started off the day with a funnel cake like before lunch like for breakfast. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then we also, later in the day, we decided to try some mac and cheese egg rolls. Ooh. That they were good, amazing. but they they needed something. They were a little one note. Maybe a second kind of cheese other than just the cheddar or... Bacon? Bacon would have put them over the top. Always bacon. It's so yes. easy. It's the fair. should always be bacon. Hey, do they do... I was just reading about the Wisconsin State Fair, which is also happening. Uh, and they have some sort of famous cream puff thing as their signature item. Does the Orange County Fair have a signature item that everybody's supposed to try? Ooh. I don't know if there's one thing mm-hmm. that is like the thing that people go to eat. Um, the giant turkey legs are always a draw. That's a staple of every fair, I think. Yeah. Renaissance fairs, especially. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think I think that also has a little bit of resonance here with Disney, because Disney is also known for the, the giant turkey legs. Um, but no, I think it's always... I think the OC fair is one of those fairs where the, the draw is always what's new every year. Got it. I definitely recall the years that we've gone to the San Diego County Fair, uh looking for the weird new thing because like yeah they always have the fried oreo or they always have the like cheeseburger with donuts as buns or whatever (laughs) the luther yeah (laughs) it has different names yes (laughs) that is one of the names i need to know know... more names please if you know more names for a donut (laughs) hamburger email them to podcast at wewergamers.com I know one of the things this year, which we were we were a little too full to try it at that point, but they had uh, lasagna nachos. This is just like nacho chips in place of the pasta. 
I don't know. I got a weird chill when that happened. I don't think that that sounds very good. <laughs> it was kind of deconstruct. Apparently, they were supposed to be have been really good, like one of the things that huh. that people should try this year. But yeah, it was kind of like deconstructed lasagna. I think it was cooked and then fried, probably pasta, and then uh. topped with all of the the typical lasagna filling stuff. So if you've ever had fried ravioli where they cook the pasta and then fry it so the outside is crispy, but it still has some of that nice chew to it. Yeah. Mm. Those aren't my favorite things, typically. Usually the stuff I go for at the fair has to just be straight up weird. Like, you know, if someone who has never had it has never had a fried Oreo, like, that's pretty good. You would not think it by hearing those words, but actually it's delicious. I was disappointed oh, yes. by deep fried Twinkies. Yeah? I just thought they would be more, like, maybe I expected them to be more breaded than just dunked in oil and cooked. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I guess the, tw- the outside of the Twinkie is kind of bread, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It just didn't make it very crispy or anything, so I don't that know. I was like, I'm trying to remember, I don't... It might not have been out here. It might have been back home one year they did at the fair fried Kool-Aid. Say what? Huh? They took Kool-Aid and used it to make essentially fritter batter and then made fritters, so which they called fried Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid funnel cake. Basically. Nice. I would try that. I would try that. It was supposed to have been delicious. <laughs> Okay. It it must have been back at the, the North Carolina State Fair, because out here, I remember they did Kool-Aid chicken wings. I have a question. I would also try that. They were good. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Adrian, I interrupted like, you. No, it's all good. Uh, my question is, you know, there's this whole waffle controversy, or waffle sandwiches, are they sandwiches, or is a taco a sandwich and all that? Sure. Is a funnel cake a waffle? I would say no. Because I not pressed. to me, yeah, a waffle has to be pressed. Yeah. I think really you're you're talking about the form there. Hmm. Got it. Okay. If yeah, you funnel folded cake a funnel is... cake over would it be a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> it would certainly be a taco. Yes, actually, I agree with that statement. I don't know about sandwich, but definitely a taco. <laughs> well, uh, I have some uh, food and beverage uh, stories from this week. Uh, have you guys ever or have you ever been interested in having, uh, let's call them adult popsicles? Like frozen shooters? Like popsicles with booze in them, yes. Mm-mm. I have never had one. Neither have I. Uh, they're pretty good. Uh, we made a uh, set of them here. We got a cookbook or uh, a recipe book with several different weird recipes for them. And I mean, I guess to be clear, since they still have to freeze, you can't get too much booze in there. Sure. Uh, you know, it's like 80-20. You know, it's like one, you know, maybe two shots of vodka spread across the entire six popsicle molds or whatever. Uh, we made them with the ingredients we happened to look around and find in our house, which happened to be Red Bull and vodka, which was fine. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, I like Red Bull, so it was not awful, but I'm not going to go out and say that like, hey, this is the one you should try. Yes. Uh, but there were quite a bunch of interesting ones with like orange juice and like basil and lemonade sure. and a bunch of stuff that... I just wondered if you guys had ever done anything like that before. We enjoyed it and are looking to do it again. How much alcohol per popsicle could you add before it wouldn't freeze? Not a lot, I suspect. Is I mean, we're talking like six popsicles and four ounces of vodka between all six, right? Because you just sort of like mix it all in one thing and pour it in individually. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you could add a ton more without causing issues in the freezing time. They were already a little slush like maybe that was the red bull it's also possible a lot of sugar in there yeah but yeah basically you have to have 
enough water to trap whatever else is in there, right? Because that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. So like, wa- so you know, like your orange juices, uh, probably you don't want pulp, uh, but like lemonade and stuff like that probably works pretty good. I'm also wondering if you could do one of those kind of like smoothie popsicles, you know, like a blueberry flavored. Uh, oh yeah, there's like I mean, there's a whole like recipe book of like 14 or 15, you know pages worth of these things you know like a little book um we've made like literally two so we don't know um but speaking of adult beverages we tried something at a bar recently that i want to get your guys's take on peanut butter whiskey i've had peanut butter beer before and were you pro peanut butter beer i was pro peanut butter beer so this is, uh, I forget, the, I really should remember the name of this company. It's a craft uh, thing. It's some guy who happens to own a restaurant uh, over in Ocean Beach uh, had been making this whiskey infusion at his place, like just on the side mm-hmm. uh, with peanut butter and Jameson. And it turns out that uh, at some point he was actually approached by Jameson to do a thing with a with cease them. and desist order <laughs> with, with them. No, they were like, Hey, we want to partner with you. We've seen this. Our reps have tried it and like raved about it to us. Let's like work together. And he was like, if the corporate company is coming after me for this, what I should do is make my own thing and sell it because obviously it's, it's a big market, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. So he did, I want to say it's like screwball or something, but like screw with a K S K R E W. Okay. Uh, something like that. Anyway, the the first, you know, um, we just had like a shot of it because like, what would you even put this in? I can't even think of a thing you would want to do that with. Um, but the, you take a smell and you just get hit. It's like a jar of peanut butter. And then after you drink it, um, the like, you know, back end of it tastes like maybe sweet or caramel corn or something. Hmm. Hmm. But it doesn't taste like whiskey at all, all the way through, huh? Uh, I mean, it still has, like, the alcohol sort of flavor of whiskey a little bit, um, more towards the back. But the front is just all peanut butter. It's really different. I've certain, I've, I've tasted a bunch of whiskey. Uh, I've had scotch and stuff like that. I had nothing like this ever before. Really, really different. I didn't uh, try it before forming an opinion. Yeah, it's not my first thought is that I would reduce it for desserts. <laughs> so it is a little bit lower proof than like your average 80 proof uh, whiskey. I think it's like a 70 or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wonder like, would it be good for cooking? I have no idea because, you know, you get all that weird peanut butter flavor and stuff. It's probably super sweet though. So I don't know if that causes issues. I think your cost per ounce would prevent you from using it for cooking before you cried every time you put it in a pan. <laughs> also that. <laughs> yeah. A little pricey. Yeah. I just, it was so unique and weird that I had to, I had to share. And that's uh, pretty cool. The owner of the bar we were at was kind enough to share the story about the guy and everything. So we wanted to shout that out. It was pretty fun. I, I have certainly never, ever tasted anything like it before. That's what I can say. So if you cool. get a chance, I think it's screwball. I tried out, um, the new, uh, fundamental observation from Bottle Logic this week. Oh yeah, you yeah. went to the the little festival that they put on. How yeah, was that? They had a mini mini party, like the anniversary party, which was humongous. They had a miniature version of that. Nice. And I uh, learned that I'm going to need some help trying to get this like decoder patch. They're doing like an ARG, but they haven't told anybody. Okay. I don't know where or when or how or whatever, but there's some sort of code you have to find and send to them, and then you you get a thing from them like a little like an iron on patch huh all right yeah cool. i I'm learned g- that game while well, i was trying really good beer this weekend <laughs> um and then uh it was you know it was a nice predicate to a wonderful dinner at our uh some family's house where i unfortunately have you guys heard of the show hot ones yes it's a YouTube series, right? It is a yeah, it's a YouTube um interview style show, oh, I guess. Oh, is this okay. I think maybe I have heard of this, but I did not know the name. 
Oh, okay. I think, they, the, uh, they, they sit down with an actor usually or somebody else and they they have a plate of hot wings. I think is usually hot wings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, do like an interview while trying hot sauces. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of, have you heard, now do you remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, I think the one I saw was like hot peppers and gaming journalists, but oh. same idea. You oh, need yeah. to, JJ, you need to look up the one where they brought on Key and Peele. <laughs> that might be the best version of this show. It's, okay. it's amazing. Key I'm, and Peele sitting there trying to do an interview, riffing on each other while sweating to death with hot sauces. Okay, I'm uh, writing this down. I'm going to do this later. I think there are <laughs> 10. They try to do 10 hot sauces over the course of the meal. Yeah, it's 7 to 10, something like that. And the first four or five, they like tap out at sriracha or something. What? No, no, no. no. That's nobody. Ta- I mean, like, like that's where the, the first batch end. That's like the first heat wave. Okay, got That's it. the tier. That's tier the, like the tier one. And then there starts tier two, and it's like habanero peppers and a whole bunch of other stuff. And the last, I think, three get into their own recipes for the show, and the last one's called The Last Dab. Say that again? Oh, just like the evil stuff at the end. Oh, yeah. It's just insane stuff. And the last one's called The Last Dab, and I think it's made with... Right now, it's made with Carolina Reaper... Yeah. Uh, or Reaper X or something like that. So you basically like smell it and your tongue is burning. Yeah. Glorious. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I tried some of this this week. <laughs> the hot sauce? <laughs> the last dab hot sauce, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, we had a wonderful dinner and, and there was Prime, or uh, not Prime, Tribe Tip. And we were trying a whole bunch of different hot sauces and there were some really good ones. Um, Made with habaneros and chipotles and a whole bunch of different ones. It was really good. And then the, brought out the last dab. And, of course, uh, you have to try it. And then you try to pour a little bit out. And, unfortunately, a little bit more than you want comes out. But you can't waste it because of the price per bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like 50 bucks a bottle <laughs> or something, really right? really expensive stuff. <laughs> so, you know, you slowly eat through it. Um, JJ, we ate those ghost chilies one time. Uh-huh. Yeah. That ghost chili is not that that particular one is not the hottest thing I've ever eaten, but it's in like the top five. Yeah, we we did that, and in the top five, uh, this has now replaced that for sure. I could never have eaten wings with this on it. Oh boy! Oh wow! Ever, and uh, the rest of the meal was just attempting to eat stuff to cool my mouth off, like <laughs> guacamole and. Corn and other stuff. Eventually, your vision came back. Like, did I they have like was, milk or um, anything for you? Because that's what you need. Well, so the host was lactose intolerant, so we didn't have any milk. No, oh, no. you're yeah, in literally was, the worst environment possible. <laughs> really short-sighted this is my on my part. Uh, you know, have you ever gotten like a like a sweat where it's just kind of coming from everywhere and you feel kind of clammy? Yeah. Yeah, like when you when you get like heat exhaustion, that's what it felt like. Oh God! Yeah. Interestingly, it didn't upset my stomach yet that day. That day? <laughs> well, that's the a, next day, that's a bad my sign. A little bit. <laughs> it's a bad qualifier. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, steer clear of the last dab. Not necessary. I think I'm, I'm having given that experience and my ghost chili experience. I think I'm just going to say my limit is habaneros and move on. I, I don't enjoy the stunt hot stuff, stuff that is just so hot and it's done only for stunts. Like it's not fun to eat, but like I do genuinely enjoy a lot of habanero based hot sauces and stuff like stuff that is just like really hot, but like in most, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know about most, but if you don't like hot sauce, you would not like these hot sauces, but I generally enjoy them. I think they taste great. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh, you have a hot sauce thing, right? You have a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law, uh, signed me up for a, uh, hot sauce of the month thing. Uh, and yeah, they mailed them out, you know, once a month, I get some random bottle of hot sauce when 
I have barely had any of the previous month, if we opened it at all. Um, so, you know, my cabinet is slowly filling up with all this stuff, which I will then hopefully endeavor to uh, eat over the course of a year, probably after this. My trick was uh, to just leave one on the table. Yeah. That, I, that way you I've, eat it at more meals than you would normally, right? Like, than you think yeah. you would. Um, that was my trick when I was in one of those... But, I've just kind of been forcing myself to be like, oh, we're having eggs. I could put hot sauce on this. Oh, yeah, we're having pizza. I could whatever. put hot sauce on this. We're right, having, exactly. you know, like, sure. just like remember to get one out all the time. And it, we've been getting through them. My thing is that I eat hot sauce quite a bit. And I eat spicy salsa and spicy food and red chili flakes and all sorts of stuff. I genuinely love the flavor of hot things. And like this dead to have flavor. But there's a certain return point when like you have to close your eyes for a few minutes and 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 bow your head oh yeah that's, so you don't that's embarrass good. yourself at the table that's just too much even if it far tastes past good. far past yeah you know i have a good tolerance i can eat a you know any hot pepper really anyway i was just surprised yeah. it was hot i'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit you guys with a, a related question here um Sriracha, we all, I think we all know it and love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys fall on refrigerating it? No need. I generally don't. Uh, it does lose its color if you don't. According to the man who makes it, not necessary. I watched okay. a documentary uh, about the guy and how he started the business. Uh, what's the... Tong Ot Sriracha or whatever. I'm sure I'm slaughtering the Vietnamese. Anyway, he says you don't need to refrigerate it, so I don't. Yeah, if you keep it too long, it'll change color on you. Um, tech, a lot of people say that refrigerating hot sauces, you'll lose the heat of them a little bit over time. I'm not sure about that. The one I've kind of moved on from Sriracha a little bit in the last few years. Um, that same company also makes a chili paste the chili garlic paste yeah, yeah that's good stuff mm-hmm. and i just throw that on instead anytime i would have wanted sriracha yeah i think uh there is a good amount of that chili garlic paste in the sriracha anyway so you're probably most of the way there um but yeah I, you know i uh i do refrigerate some hot sauces but sriracha specifically i never do like it, generally the ones that are more tomatoy and look like they have like chunks of fruits or you know things in them I'm more apt to refrigerate something like that versus like something that's more like vinegary. Pepper plant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I go through pepper plant so fast when we have it that it doesn't really matter if it was refrigerated or not. Just <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons I don't buy it. Oh man. Okay, well that was a food uh extravaganza. Yeah. We should do that more often. Eating is great. <laughs> I'm in. Eating is great. Uh, we didn't even talk about it. Comic-Con, we went out to uh, to Ballast Point and had beers. and That was fun, too. Yep. I, I have to get us off this food thing for a minute, though, because there's something I need to tell you guys. <clears throat> Voltron. Okay. Okay. I may have been watching it pretty much nonstop since I've started watching it. And uh, I mentioned to you guys off air that the the series actually shortens in length. Uh, the episodes kind of shrink down per season, even though they stay at 25 minutes a piece. And uh, a lot of people have probably been screaming and they hear me say, man, it reminds me a lot of Avatar The Last Airbender. Turns out the executive producer on this was like the director for all of the Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra stuff. His name's Joaquim de Santos. And so there's a reason it has the same vibe as that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The fights in that show, because obviously there's fights all the time, because why are you watching Voltron if you don't want to see cool mech combat and stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> get insanely good, which is one. I'm wondering if, you know, when they decided to shorten the seasons, they decided to spend a little bit more money per episode on choreography and stuff like that. And, uh, beyond the third season or so it loses its very much uh problem of the week vibe 
all the time with like bigger and bigger monsters, you know, and uh, really turns into kind of like a sci-fi series where you're wondering what's going to happen next. And in 25 minutes, boy, does each episode need to be watched because a lot of stuff starts to happen very fast. Uh, So the villain doesn't just keep getting away. I mean, I'm not going to say what happens to some of the villains, <laughs> but okay. like, it's not always the same villain. All It's not like Power Rangers style is what I'm going to say. Sure. It's not just Rita, okay. Rita's monster of the week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff does not last very long into the series. And like cool. the, the story gets crazy. I, I would put it emotionally. Maybe it's a little bit lighter than uh some of the later episodes of of both avatar series but heading into the final season the the emotion level is high it's pretty amazing for such a ridiculous ridiculous 80s show (laughs) (laughs) i had a problem because it was i was trying to play magic and watch it and then i just would end up watching it and not playing magic ah yeah big life big life problems uh, you know, it felt like because it was Voltron that it was going to be something that I could watch and do something else and then turn into something you can't. Well, I couldn't anyway, because there's so much to look at on the screen all the time. It's crazy. It's so cool. So cool. Anyway, props to those guys. Uh, that's the last time I'll talk about Voltron unless you guys watch it or I buy that Lego. I, I really want to watch it. I did watch <laughs> that first season well before you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure JJ just firsted you. That's right. I JJ can first him. it. He can also first me on magic, which I, again, have not played much of. Yeah. Uh, but I did earn a blue-white deck, and I have got to say, just for a minute, if we, we could do one minute on magic for a second, earning those decks feels really good. And it turns out there are a lot of them. Like, you earned that one, but there's, I think, a a two-color combination for every two-color combination. So That's a lot know, of th- cards. There's quite a few different ones that you can earn. And yeah, each one is a 60-card deck. And yeah, like, you know, 30 of those cards are going to be lands almost or whatever. But you're getting some good stuff in there. You get Some of the rare lands are in those decks, which you will want. Uh, and the decks themselves obviously aren't, like, amazing by themselves. But they give you a good starting point for, like, oh, yeah. this is the kind of combination stuff you can do. And I really love how huge the card pool is so that when I get new cards, I'm A, I'm not chasing all the cards, right? Like, I'm not playing enough to be like, I need a full set of everything also, that's legal. don't even try. It's impossible I without know. pouring tons of money in. <laughs> I know. And so the feeling of getting those decks where you're like, oh my God, I just got 60 cards. Or, well, I guess it's more like, well, but like 36 cards, right? Because they give you 24 lands. Yeah, yeah. Which you already had. Right. <laughs> um, still, it's pretty cool. Anyway, that's all I have to say about Magic. Yeah, uh, they have been running some different formats. Uh, they sort of like weekly rotate their kind of like available formats. This week they did a singleton format, which I really enjoyed the last time they did it uh, and kind of wish it would stick around permanently. Uh, singleton is a format with, uh, number one, no banned list. And number two, only one of each copy of any card besides lands in your deck. So, uh, basic lands. Sorry. If you have non-basic lands, fancy ones, you can only have one of those. Uh, and when you only get one copy of a card, you can't really do that much. Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, I I have, what, so 36 cards divided by four, Michael, 90? Nine? Nine. Nine? Nine. Yeah. 90. Why did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but, and so, you know, you kind of then so you really build have to dig. Nine card combo when you build a normal deck, right? Yeah. If you really want to trigger a deck to do one thing, you need a nine card combo. Right. And in this case, you have to have 37 different unique cards or, you know, plus minus a couple. Uh, and the games just end up devolving weirdly because of it like you can't play strict aggro without having a whole wide range of creatures all of which are not going to necessarily be as tightly tuned as the powerful aggro decks are um and it's just really interesting you can do all kinds of weird stuff 
and like I said, there's no banned list, so you can play cards that are super banned in standard because they are way overpowered. But here, I mean, like, what's the chance you're going to draw the one other card you need in your 60-card deck to actually do the, like, banned combo, right? <laughs> uh, sometimes that does happen, though. <laughs> uh, anyway, I really like that format. Uh, just for anyone who plays it, I think you should check that out. And I hear, uh, coming up in their weekly format stuff, they're going to be doing a popper format, which is like, you know, the prince and the popper kind of thing. And popper format, I believe, bans rares and above. So all you get are commons and uncommons. Oh, I thought for a minute there we were going to win things for the backs of our phones. <laughs> <laughs> I would be uh, opposed to that, but uh, like Mickey Mouse and the Beanstalk sounds pretty good. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see like, hey, what are the good commons and uncommons that exist in this format, which are inherently a lot easier to craft decks around since you're likely to have a lot more of them. Yeah. And you don't see them most of the time because people don't play with as many of them, right? Right. So, anyway, cool stuff uh, going on in that game for people that are still into it. Within the uh, card game minute we've created here, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but Gen Con just ended. Hmm. Or, yeah, I think it's over. It it has happened, <laughs> Gen Con 2018. And, um, you know, we talked a lot about the upcoming game from Steam, or not Steam, Valve. The card game from Valve that we were kind of disappointed that's going to have a buy-in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the creator of Magic the Gathering, uh, Richard, Richard Garfield. Garfield, yeah, also is working on a game with Fantasy Flight. Did you hear about this? No. No. It is a paper game called Keyforge. One with V1 competitive card game. Instead of using a trading card game format where you build a deck out of booster packs or living card games where you buy sets of cards and build, you know, uh, entirely new decks out of them. Uh, This is called a unique deck game which means that players will buy a pre-made 36-card deck that is completely unique combination of cards from the game. No other deck in the world will be exactly the same. It not, cannot be altered or customized in any way because they will have their own unique card backs and names to distinguish the cards in it. So, what you could have... I, that, wait, wait, wait. What was exactly my response to I mean that that sounds weird, but that that description makes it sound like you could have the same deck as someone else in terms of the abilities of the cards in it. They're just going to have different names and artwork. Maybe, but the thing that got me was he said all of them are going to have different card backs. How can they do that from a printing standpoint? <laughs> like physically, how can you produce those cards? And especially at the price point that they have set, which is $10 per deck. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. So, color me skeptical. But the real kicker for me was Garfield, I guess, was saying that he wanted to recapture the feeling of discovery and rarity that existed in the early days days of card games, before cards became commodities and the best deck deck lists were publicly searchable online. To me, that reads as, game designer wants you to play cards the way he intended. Yeah, sorry, dude. That's not how it works. Uh, Uh, Also, I can guarantee within a month of this being out, all the cards will be online because the internet. Right, but you can't change the decks because reasons. Basically, it's like, no, I want people to play my tribes, so here's the tribe decks. But, like, the tribe decks are also fun. Sure, sure. I'm just saying that, I mean, Richard Garfield can say whatever he wants, but, like, if you get, there's been uh, some published documentaries about like what magic was like back in the early days or whatever, you know, before it was a real thing owned by Wizards of the Coast and printed on fancy cardboard and whatever. Like all those black lotuses and stuff were a thing, you guys. That didn't necessarily make the game fun because Fireball was one red and pay X and kill your opponent. Like, yeah, just because you put it in the game doesn't make it good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you could argue that the galactic hive mind of the internet makes games better, right? Uh, I mean, there's I I understand what he's going for there, but like I you can't breed that like inherent need for people to tweak stuff out of people just by saying, "Oh, you can't change the deck now, sorry." Yeah, what's the what's the staying power of a game like that or the growth potential? Yeah, why well, do I ever I buy my one deck, I'm set forever, right? Done. Yeah, because uh, apparently no deck is ever going to be better than that deck, right? They'll all be balanced against each other, or I would hope they're all balanced they? against each you, other. You would hope so, but what if I just get a deck that has some weaknesses compared to a lot of the decks that other people get? Or once There's all even the cards incentive. are online and you know, okay, uh, some people have gotten two times Fireball in their packs, and all those people win at these tournaments. So at a tournament, I'm going to buy f- five decks, and the one that has Fireball in it is the one I'm going to play. Yeah, like I don't... It, it, I don't know how you can inherently balance something like that by saying, oh, it's everything is random, so therefore it's balanced. Like, that's not true at all. <laughs> I, you know, Richard Garfield is, uh, I believe, at heart a math guy, so I'm sure he's done some high-level math to prove all this somehow, but I'm skeptical. Well, Yeah, I would need to see it to... The starter set will be available in September for 40 bucks, and you can get two preset decks, two random decks, and a bunch of tokens for effects. So what you're saying is, come September, watch an unboxing video. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, the first cards will hit in September, and we'll get to find out more. But I thought that this was fascinating in its... Uh, I, I can't tell how it's going to go phase. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm certainly interested in seeing what that is, but I have no idea whether something like that can be good because it removes like a big aspect of the game. I think like from card games, there's no deck building. Yeah. So, Hmm. You know, deck building, deck building is fun. Part of it, right? Even if you are a person that, let's say you have to play a ladder and you go net deck one deck, that doesn't mean, though, and I'm having a great time in Magic not looking up anything, really, and just playing with what I have. Yeah. I don't know. And plus, yeah, how are they going to how are they gonna keep up with the manufacturing costs? If this is popular, they're never going to be able to print new deck backs for every single thing that comes out the door. I can only assume that he says it's different in the mathematical sense where like they do the thing where the these 36 cards in this order never happen again. But someone else got the same 36 cards is a different order. It doesn't count now or something, right? Like permutation versus combination or something. I don't know. I can't I don't understand how it's feasible to print something the way they make that sound. Yeah. You'd need. A, a lot of cards <laughs> yeah and a lot of not very good cards at that right well yeah probably right in terms of balancing a game anyway and if it is truly random you will have decks that are better than other decks I can't imagine how they would be able to because then you'd have to balance power levels meaning not every card would have its own power the same power level Oof, we're gonna have to see how this yeah. game's play, played to comment. Good, good more. luck with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Card, card, more card games. Slay the Spire. Yeah, that's a good game. Getting more stuff every every week, man. Have you played it? Wait, me? Yeah, you. Yeah. No, yeah, since I'm, they've added more stuff, they add more stuff all the time, dude. I don't know when. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't I know like... that they were adding stuff this fast. And then I looked into the game after a few weeks, and I was like, whoa. What happened? Yeah, they, they they do balance like almost weekly. And then I think they put out new... Um, I don't know how often like new, new stuff gets added, but they tweak stuff or add a relic or, you know, add a thing or two, a different enemy or whatever. And that stuff can change that game pretty drastically. No kidding. Um, I know we're running short on time today because of our technical difficulties, so I want to get one last okay. thought from you guys. We can go on for a bit. 
Go for it. RoboCop's coming back. Really? Really. Do you know who um, Neil Bloomcamp is? I recognize that name. vaguely familiar. District 9. Oh, yes. The director, right? Yeah. I like District 9 a lot. Sure. I think I didn't watch the other one. What was the other one? Uh, What was the other one? It was... Did he make Chappie? Chappie. Yeah, and one other one. Um, The one with... The one with the kids... Kids? Didn't he do one with kids? I don't know about the one in the, the kids. He did one with um, Matt Damon, Elysium. Mm. The like the pe- poor people live on Earth and the rich people live in space movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was him. I did not see that movie either. If you had to rank District 9, Elysium, and Chappie. Well, I've only seen one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Really? So, District 9 and the other ones below. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think in terms of, like, critical reception, I don't remember. Also the, probably in that order. that order. Yeah, I don't think just, or I don't think Elysium was well-received, and I don't know that Chappie was either. And I think District 9 was. So, I guess that's how you do that. Sure. There you go. I like Chappie quite a bit. Uh, but not as much as District 9. And Elysium... Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that lets me know. <laughs> Maybe I will watch Chaffee sometime, but well, not Elysium. Neil Bloomcamp will be coming back with... Because he was not able to make his Alien movie, because uh, Ridley Scott decided he wasn't done with Alien after somebody they were ready to have somebody else do it. Uh... He decided that they're going to let him work on RoboCop with a movie called RoboCop Returns. Okay. Unrelated to the new movies, it will be a sequel slash reboot to the original. Okay. I can get down with that. Okay. I mean, the original is a classic, right? Is that Verhoeven? Yeah. Who and, did not do the sequels. Right. Uh, I don't know that you're ever going to redo RoboCop in the justice it deserves, but I'm interested in a new take. Just like I didn't think anyone would ever redo Judge Dredd, and that one they redid was a heck of a movie. That was like a great it. movie. Yeah, it was great. I didn't think it was possible to make a good one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real... I mean, lots of it is a, like just a straight-up romp, but a lot of it is semi good and most of it is enjoyable yeah uh but i like neil bloomcamp and i like robocop and i like the fact that they realized that 2014 robocop was utter garbage sorry sam jackson (laughs) yeah you're right though it was sam jackson right was it i think Mm. so i don't remember who was in that movie i think it was it was a lot of people that I liked, and I think it was Gary Oldman and Sam Jackson and Michael Keaton. I don't know why I know all that, because I didn't actually watch the movie because I knew it was going to be bad. Mm. <laughs> I think I remember Gary Oldman. I don't remember Michael Keaton. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway. so you're open to Oops. seeing more RoboCop? Sure, yeah. Okay. Sweet. I was going to say, speaking of... Uh of robot movie reboots did you hear about the new terminator movie terminator 6 yep is that what they're calling it they might as well that's the work that's the working title but yeah they may as well i really yeah (laughs) Yeah. new new age new dawn genesis Genesis. but spelled weird Uh. yeah is there news about it other than that they're doing it um, the, they announced a bunch of the cast. Gabriel Luna's uh, going to be week. in it. Yes. As the new Terminator, I, I think. I think no one would believe Arnold anymore. So they finally. Oh, it's time to retire him. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's going to be in it though. As what? Like a retired Terminator style cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I hope so. I don't know. Do you that remember when the they best. added him to that other one with CGI? Oh, 
Oh no! Stop reminding me. Uh, I also think I saw a picture of Sarah Connor in this. Yes, she's in it as well. They're they're Wait, putting the like, band back together, like Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, like Linda yeah. Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Yeah. Oh my! And boy, does she look Sarah Connery. Well, I mean, she can't age more at some point. <laughs> what? Wait, what is that? Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, she's going to look the same at some point, you know? You just get to a certain point where you just look old now. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the guy that I think it was just being directed by the Deadpool director, too. So this is okay. going to be a crazy movie. I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Yeah, sure. I'll, the, I'll give it a shot. Let's go for we'll it. Do a, we'll do a We Were Gamers movie night. How's that? Oh. That would be Why fun. have not, we not thought of this before? It has the potential to be the best one since T2. It could be. We'll see. I it's mean, not the, exactly a high bar. Well, yeah, look. I don't know. And 3 wasn't that bad in retrospect. Oh, you mean it got worse? <laughs> is all you're saying? <laughs> no, I mean like... You're three, just looking up the three, hill as we slide down it. 3 isn't that bad when you compare the ones that came after it. <laughs> is 3 the one exactly. where he swings around the people in the coffin? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You get, you gotta admit though, they blew the world up at the end of that movie, and that was pretty ballsy. That was a good yeah, choice. Yeah, but it just the problem with that is that it then it retcons a lot of the per- first two movies. Is the problem time travel? I don't know. There yeah, is no I hope. I guess. All right. I mean, well, I'm in. Hopefully, it's good. We'll see. I guess. I think that should be our attitude with all these things. We're in. We hope it's good, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. And if other people want to send positive attitudes, uh, they can send those to podcast at wewergamers.com. Uh, also on our Facebooks, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Uh, all those are at wewergamers. Check us out on there. Uh, subscribe to the show on fine podcast uh, distribution platforms such as iOS and Android and wherever else you can find things. Uh, give us those subscribes and those likes, man. We need them. Give us a six-star review and then write in about why you should be able to give us a six-star review. Yes. And uh, to close this out, I want you to know that if Fox and Disney close their deal, Avatar could be in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Nope. Ha 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 ha!